The crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Okay, it was a win, and I know there's some complaints about it, but let's be real for a second. Seven runs, 14 hits, and you held an elite offense down to three runs and four hits. Your ace pitched like an ace. And we're still sitting here complaining. We're gonna we we can break this down. We can nitpick in this game, but let's be real for a second. The Brewers never trailed in this game. They held the lead the entire time. They got out to an early jump against Andrew Abbott, a left-handed pitcher, mind you, a guy that shut him down in his first big league start about a month ago. And here, the Brewers respond in a big way with 7-3 to victory. Did they leave a lot of runner on base? Yes. Did they still win the game? Yes. Okay, so let's not cry over this. There's some things that I love about this game, some things I hate about this game, but it just seems like we're searching for negativity, right? You can't enjoy a game. Did they leave runs out there? Yes. But the point is... You're going to have runners left on base when you get 14 hits and as many walks as the Brewers earned tonight. The Brewers as an offense had 14 hits and 7 walks. So 21 base runners to help the on-base percentage, right? You're going to leave runners on base. And just to give you the, the, the fickle nature of runners in scoring position, I mean, the Brewers started the game 2 for 2 with runners in scoring position, and then... The rest of the game, they were just 1 for 13. That's not great. But when you look at the Brewers, if you just add two hits, if you make that 5 for 15, okay, that's a 333 average. And all of a sudden, it doesn't sound so bad, right? That was the line today. A couple of double plays really hurt the Brewers. Brian Anderson had a tough day. He is begging for the all-star break and to go and hang out and be a dad for a little bit right now. I feel for him going uh, really, really tough today with the bases loaded. But he still got a knock today. Andrew Monasterio was the only player that did not get a hit today for the Brewers. He went 0 for 2 in his two at-bats, but... William Contreras had a good day. Willie Adamas, the home run. Owen Miller had a three-hit game. Joey Weimer went off against the lefty again. If you're going to get bogged down by the negatives of this game, oh, they went they went three for 15, they left 12 runners on base, then I, I can't sit here and say the close games and all the wins that you have in close, tight games where you're not doing any of that and you're not getting runners on base... I don't know what to tell you in those either. There's no such thing as a game where you're going to win, you know, 20 to nothing and go 10 for 10 with runners in scoring position. The Brewers did not perform well with runners in scoring position tonight, but they still won by four. They allowed too many walks. I mean, specifically Tyson Miller, really. Tyson Miller having the the two walks uh, late the two in the ninth inning. He was tasked with getting the final four outs and a five-run lead and didn't protect it. So... Uh, it felt a lot more white knuckle because you knew what the Reds' offense is capable of. And at the end of the day, the Brewers' pitching is better right now. It's hanging on by a thread here at the end of the break. But the point is, when when Corbin pitches the way he pitched today, and I'm still a little perplexed at why he was pulled at 90 pitches, we'll hear from Craig Council later on in the program. But I, I, I find a hard time 
complaining, like truly saying this was a bad game, I'm fine with nitpicking about this win. Okay, they won. You got one back. This is game one of six in a row. The Brewers are just trying to find a way to be four and two at the end of these six games against the Cincinnati Reds. Find a way to be four and two. Then you're going to be tied. You're going to have a season advantage that's going to be pretty tough to overcome with just two series left. Or one series left, I should say. They would win the season series that way. They would be up uh, seven to, to three in that scenario with only three games left head to head. So find a way to go four and two. I don't care how you do it. Find a way to go four and two for this next six day stretch. And you're going to be feeling good. 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620 here on the program if you want to join us. Uh, Aaron in Illinois, great to see our ace being an ace. 14 hits and 7 walks is great, but would like to see more runs. Caratini and Contreras in the same game. Love it. My question is, why don't they do this more often? If Contreras starts at DH, he can replace Caratini, a catcher, later in the game. They need 2 out of 3 in this series. Aaron in Illinois, and also another win against the lefty. Thanks, Aaron. The reason why they don't do it all that much is because the guy that they acquired and they thought was going to be hitting as their DH, Jesse Winker, is in there against right-handed pitching. I wonder when the day of reckoning is going to come, if they just come to a point where they say, Jesse, we need more production out of you, or, I mean, uh, look at how often he gets pinch hit for when a lefty comes in to face him. It's one of those things that I wonder when that's going to start happening in the second half, but we've seen this lineup a handful of times, and also it helps that Caratini is swinging a hot bat, but keep in mind, Vic, as a right-handed hitter, Coming into tonight, was only hitting 100 as a righty, 2 for 20. Uh, but then he gets the clutch knock when they bring in the lefty to face him, so that was good to see. I, I like seeing this. You do run a risk because if, for some reason, your starting catcher and the other catcher is the DH, if your starting catcher has to be pulled from the game, you move your DH catcher to behind the plate, you then burn your DH. Technically, the hitter would be, uh, the pitcher would be hitting for himself for the rest of the game whenever that does happen. But uh, I need to see a little more from Vic against left-handers. And obviously, he's Corbin Burns' personal catcher now, so that's certainly a factor with it as well. Get to more texts and some calls. Craig Kishan's going to join us in just a little bit here on the program. We'll be with you until 11.30 this evening. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. That's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. More to come with Craig and you. Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Welcome back to the program. I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers win 7-3. They mash out 14 hits. They were up 4-0 two innings into this game. Then Joey Votto happened. Then they were up 6-2. They were up seven to two. Then the Reds got one in the ninth, but it was seven to three. So we'll we'll get a proper recap here shortly. Craig Kishan's going to join us in just a little bit. Get to a couple more texts here as well. Josh in Milwaukee, I like seven runs, fourteen hits, but ten left on base was a little pen- painful. Sorry, buddy, it was twelve. Josh, it's a shame Williams had to come into the game to protect what was a five-run lead. Thankful for the W though. But can anything be done then other than hitting our way out of some of these trends? Well, I I, I think again. 
One of my requests of this team when it came to the runners in scoring position issues they were having in May, remember, heading into June, they had the fewest plate appearances in baseball with a runner in scoring position, right? I, I don't look at you know, batting average or OPS with runners in scoring position. I just look at how many opportunities are you actually giving yourself a night with runners in scoring position. And at one point this year, the Brewers had the fewest such plate appearances. So uh, these games, they stink in the moment. You get frustrated with, oh, why can't they execute? Why can't they execute? And they had a couple of really good games against the Cubs too. Three for 15 isn't phenomenal obviously that's a 200 batting average but like I said in the first segment you make that 5 for 15 you feel a whole lot better and it's probably 10 runs on the board that's how slim of a margin it really is and they gave themselves so many opportunities if you continue to give yourself opportunities exactly what you said there Josh they're gonna hit their way out of it you've got to give yourself a chance on the trends to make things work Corbin Burns was awesome tonight we got to talk a little bit about Corbin here too Corbin Again, was flirting with the really good stuff. A few too many walks for his taste, I imagine. Four walks today. They made the adjustment against the cutter. Six innings, three hits, two runs, both earned. Four walks, six strikeouts. The home run by Joey Votto in the fifth inning. But I I just, I dropped a really long breakdown in the thread on Twitter earlier today. Not on threads, on Twitter. Uh, Just talking some of my observations of Corbin and the cutter and the relationship with his secondary pitches. And I I tweet that, and today, in the first few innings, it's so clear that his cutter is on, right? His cutter was his best pitch today. So on a day like today, I want to see him use as much of the cutter as possible. And that first time through, as we welcome in Craig Kishon here to the program, Craig, I'm sure you agree with me. Seeing Corbin's cutter on like it was that first time through, and I know Joey Votto hit a home run off of a bad cutter, I thought there was no reason for Corbin to waver off of that, given how nasty it was looking. He still threw it for a strike 62% of the time. He got six swings and misses, some ugly swings and misses on it too. Corbin, his cutter the last three starts or so since that tough one against Arizona has been one of his best pitches again. Well, there's no question, and it's been a thing of beauty to watch as well, and the effectiveness has been really off the charts. So, you know, I I applaud him for sticking with it. That's for sure. There's no reason not to. Um, But, you know, you get in uh, a a great rhythm, and then you get out of a a rhythm a little bit, so your search, and I think that's what we saw midway through the game uh, with him. But, uh, no, of course I agree with you 100%. I mean – I mean, he is uh, he's beyond midseason form with that here right now. And I think it's taken him a while to get to where he is with that. And he's been saying it, you know, from all the way at spring training. It's his pitch. Um, He wants to have better command of it. He wants to have more usage with it. And I think we're starting to see uh, a lot more of that now. And and Dom, if if. If he could come out of the gates the way we've seen his last, especially his last two starts against the Pirates and Reds, you know, with that cutter, get some early run support as well. Um, you, you're headed for some big things, and this, and especially with this ball club starting to swing the bat a little bit better too. He he has been really a big piece of this right now for the bullpen too. I also got to make sure we recognize Hobie Milner while we're here with you here, Craig, because yes, I, I think we we. 
it, life of reliever is hard, right? Life of reliever is get the job done or else. And we saw both ends of that spectrum today, right? Hobie Milner, five up, five down with four strikeouts. Tyson Miller walks two guys in the ninth inning, and they have to go to their closer. So it's life of a reliever. Like you only are allowed to succeed in this game. And the only thing that Hobie Milner has done for the last couple of seasons is succeed with the Brewers ever since he came over from the Angels. And he really found it in 22 when he eliminated the four-seamer as he was throwing it, got rid of the sinker as he was throwing it. And, and now he's appeared in a total of 100, let me see, 109 games over the last two years. He's thrown over 100 innings, and his ERA is hovering right around three as a reliever, as a sidearm, soft-throwing guy. I mean... The dude's done his job and then some in his time with the Brewers, and tonight was another example why we shouldn't be taking him for granted. No, not at all. And you look at his uh, the numbers, I just think, you know, appearance after appearance after appearance. And he's a guy that can come in and take care of one batter, and if that's all you need, great. If you need the five outs that you're talking about here tonight over a span of two innings, uh, great. I mean – he could not do any more for this club here right now. And, and it's been, it's been something kind of watching him grow into this role too. I remember when he came up, you know, and made his major league debut a few years ago, he was, he was like many of the other young pitchers that we're seeing here. You know, you gotta, you gotta fail before you succeed. Um, we've, we've seen that with a few pitchers here. We don't, we don't know exactly who we're going to, see come and go all the time with this club because they use a lot of a lot of pitchers between here and AAA and he was one of those you know that started the same way but it's really something special to see um, what he's turned into right now for this club and you know it's nothing but a late inning reliever that can do multiple things for you and from the left side that's even better sidearm maybe even better right so it's been uh, it's been nothing but positive that's for sure. I sure would have liked to have got out of this game without using Devin Williams, though. Yes. I, I feel yeah, for Tyson I Miller. I, I feel for Tyson Miller. I was a little surprised that Corbin was done after 90 pitches tonight. Uh, haven't heard word about that response yet. But at the end of the day, that's also nitpicking because the Brewers were up 7-2. to two. You should be able to trust a bullpen with a 7-2 to lead, no matter how thin things are down there. And they had the script. They had Hobie Milner for five outs, Tyson Miller for four outs. That should be enough to get the job done. It's a shame they had to use Devin. I imagine, I would hope, the Brewers, would, their goal should be not to need Devin Williams for the rest of the weekend and let him go enjoy the All-Star game in Seattle. Well, <laughs> wishful the goal, thinking the there, goal. my friend. I know it. I know it. I know it. But, you know, and, and the thing about it is you use the word script. And, and I was thinking about this tonight because there has been a script for this bullpen for how many years in a row now? Since pre-pandemic, pandemic, I mean, it, it's been a number of years. And, and they've had a number of veteran guys that they've been able to to – use late in games and and they have been able to use a script well that that script is no longer the only real script is devin williams if if he's ready to go for uh, a closing moment that's what's going to happen the rest of it is a little bit up in the air and and that's what this club is going through right now and this is one of the reasons there are some tired arms out there because there were some key wins to get over the last week plus 10 days and they went out and got him. And so guess what? 
W's in the book, and there are some tired guys coming up here. But part of the part of the script they do use right now is they know when the All Star break is coming up. So this weekend may still look a little different as to who's going to come out of that bullpen, who's going to you know use their arm to help this team get through the next two days. It may not be who you'd expect. That would be my prediction right now. I agree entirely. We'll have more with Craig Kishan with us in just a moment. 855-616-1620. Difference-making moment coming up as well. I've got one that I know that Craig doesn't have, and I think this is kind of some inside baseball opportunity coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. couple of texts on the program. This one from Bill in Boulder, Colorado. I was terrified a tying Grand Slam was coming in the ninth. Come on, man! It seems like even while dominating the scoreboard, it isn't convincing, but nonetheless, go crew. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the danger of the Reds' offense. The Brewers win 7-3 to three tonight, but Devin Williams did need to make a save. Another texter here as well. Waited too long to change the pitcher at the end, but hey, I mean, he was trying to avoid Devin tonight to give him credit and trying to save him for another game, but he had to go to him. He got the job done nonetheless. I also have to say, I uh, heard something about Adamas being traded. Concerned that he's being bringing energy to the team, even with a low batting percentage. He's always a threat at the plate. I agree that Willie's always a threat at the plate. And Matt Arnold has said on the record he is not trading Willie or Corbin at the deadline. That was in the Adam McAlvey newsletter from a couple of weeks ago. Matt Arnold has made it clear he's not trading Willie. The market is not open on them. And plus, the Brewers are a game back from first place in the Central. They have a route to the playoffs, and that route has to include Corbin Burns and Willie Adamas. I I don't know if you have anything to to chime in there, Craig, but I just wanted to get that out of the way here as we're about three weeks or so away from the trade deadline talks really heating up. I, I, I believe Matt Arnold when he says that. I don't know about you. Well, I mean, I, I, I do um, for sure. And, and I think, you know, this club will take us all back to the hater trade from a year ago. And look, it, it happened. It shocked everybody. Um, and, and they admitted it probably shocked themselves too on, on what transpired after that. Was that the right thing to do or not? Um, so you learn your lesson along the way. And I, and I think part of that you have to go back to that trade if you're Matt Arnold and and make sure you don't do something like that again for an unnecessary reason if you're in for especially if you're in first place and contending this this franchise is put together to do what we're seeing now what we saw tonight what Devin Williams had to do in a 7 to 3 game to finish it out they're here to compete and so i i'd be stunned if any of that happened as far as trades worth Burns and Adamas here right now. There's there's simply no reason to do that at this point. No reason at all. Let's get to the game at hand, though. Brewers win 7-3 tonight. Let's get to our difference-making moment. It's brought to you by NX Wealth Management. Craig, in a 7-3 game that was a lot closer than the final score indicates, what pops out to you tonight? Well, I mean, I had a few things on here, Don, but I'm going to settle in uh, in that fifth inning after Burns gave up that two-run home run to Joey Votto. That was a mammoth home run, cut the lead in half to four to two. He walks the next two batters. Uh, then he gets uh, Maley on a fly ball, and and then T.J. Friedel, the, the leadoff hitter, came up and, and – uh, 
he hit he's a left-handed hitter hit one uh, down the first base line to Owen Miller and and I think Owen Miller's defense is really improving a lot he made a great play stopped the ball uh, looked like a sure base hit and uh, made a nice play to Burns covering over at first and Burns made a nice play covering first base and that ended that inning with two on and two runs already in so to me if that gets through um, we've seen this Reds team in the last month. They can do an enormous amount of damage in a hurry, and they already had two runs that inning. So I think that right now is going to be my turning point. That, that's a good one. I, I, I'm i in a similar region of the game when the Brewers took the 6-2 lead heading into the sixth inning, so they've responded to the Votto homer. Burns is back out there. But he allows a broken bat leadoff single to Matt McClain. Here he is facing the meat of the order for a third time. And a shutdown inning here was so imperative, given he threw 29 pitches in the fifth. And he gets ahead of Jonathan India, 0-2, and he gets him to roll into a 6-4-3 double play. I thought that was massive with Ellie De La Cruz lurking on deck. We know what he can do. We know he's a freak. I am glad the Brewers had the bases empty and two outs facing him with a four-run lead. And, you know, he, he came up every single time he came up, except for the ninth inning. Every time he came up, nobody was on base in his first three at-bats. If the Brewers can keep that up, that's going to be a key to the rest of the series because Ellie's there to do damage. He's batting cleanup. He is relying on Friedel McLean and in India to get on ahead of him. I mean, he's protected by Jake Fraley, who's having a heck of a year. Joey Votto still bangs, as they say. But that double play in keeping the bases empty in front of Eli De La Cruz, I thought is going to be the theme throughout this series. Keep the bases empty for Eli. Well, I like that. And and the whole thing about De La Cruz, too, is now with the bases empty, uh, two outs. Now Burns, you know what? Pitchers, pitchers give up unintentional walks. And, and who knows if that wasn't a, a situation there. You don't have to pitch to him. You don't have to allow a, a home run. You don't have to allow him to get a double or a triple with his speed. You basically don't have to pitch to him if you think you can go out and get Fraley, and that's exactly what he did. So uh, no damage done there. I, I like that point for sure. This was a game that the Brewers, again, they led the entire game. So we're sitting here nitpicking plays, and I know they left 12 runners on base. They didn't have a great day with the bases loaded. Brian Anderson bounced into two double plays. The only way out is to hit, okay? That's the only way out. It's one of those things that, I mean, you had the triple, then three straight strikeouts. That was frustrating. But there's, it's not like you don't get better at hitting by not hitting can continue to give yourself opportunities with runners in scoring position, continue to see who's going to be the guy to step up. Hitting is contagious like we saw in the first two innings, and it's contagious in a bad way like we saw in the middle innings until Victor Caratini added another run home. But when the when the long ball is there like it was for Willie and Weimer tonight, this offense can churn. They need the long ball to, to hide some of the warts of the runners in scoring position numbers. In a night like tonight, seven runs is usually going to be enough to win a ball game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they had they had 14 hits. They drew seven walks. So they had they had 21 base runners, basically, if that all adds up to it. Now, I know the runners in scoring position, like you mentioned, wasn't great, three for 15. Uh, but we talked about this, and I raised this point to Tim Dillard on our on our postgame show as well. And, you know, the former player brought up a good point. You, you'd rather have too many guys on and leave too many guys on than not have any opportunities 
at all. And whatever opportunities they did have, did have tonight still led to seven runs. And besides the two home runs, they had those three consecutive doubles in the first inning. Anderson also had a triple in the fourth. So they're getting some some of the other key extra base hits as well here in this one. So I don't like having a leadoff triple and having the next three guys strike out after that. But sometimes that happens to this club. And they were still able to score before and after all that happened as well. So uh, I guess I'm good with that. And uh, I, I'm good to have you back here tomorrow, Craig Deshaun, here on Brewers Extra Innings. Uh, you brought a win with you today, and hopefully a few more here this weekend in a big first-half conclusion against the Reds. Thanks as always, Craig. You got it, Dom. All right. The difference-making moment of the game, it's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches or financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning that's customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. We're going to talk a little bit more. We've got to hear from Owen Miller, who had himself a nice night as well, and a few more texts, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank talking text line, Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. You get three hits, you get to talk to Jeff Levering. Owen Miller was on the post-game show earlier today on the network. Brewers win 7-3. Owen had himself a nice night, including an RBI double in the first inning. Highlights will come a little bit later, but he's our pick for who's hot tonight. Here's uh, Owen catching up with Jeff Levering after the game. Pleased to be joined by Brewers first baseman today, Owen Miller. Owen had three hits today. and To be able to hang on to that victory and go into this final weekend before the All-Star break with a win under your belt in game number one is huge. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, to get a good start like that, I mean, Corbin pitched pitch unbelievable tonight. I mean, that's exactly what we needed uh, to shut down that offense. I know they've been pretty hot lately. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the offense really showed what we could do tonight and um, play good defense. And, and uh, you know, credit to Devin for coming in like that and shutting the door. How important was it to jump on Andrew Abbott early in the ball game? Oh, huge. I mean, I, I know before the game we were – we had faced him about a month ago when he made his debut, and um, all we really heard was that he, you know, he had pitched really well um, in his five and six, five or six starts that uh, he's had the last month. So, um, you know, it's good to good to finally get to a guy like that, and um, just you know, felt like he was throwing balls over the plate, and we were putting good swings on him. So, um, I think from the top to bottom of the offense today, we we really uh, we showed well and put good swings on balls and um, finally got some big hits with runners in scoring position and, you know, use some of the long ball too. Yeah, that's amazing because the, the overall, the Brewers, you guys stranded 12 men on base, but at the same time you got the big hits when you needed to, but you kept the pressure on. You had a, a man on base in every single inning tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, looked like we were seeing the ball well. Looked like we got, you know, we were walking a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, good mindset. Everyone, everyone. We came in today, I think, with a good mindset, and we had a good plan off this pitcher. And um, hey, man, we, we we swing the bat like that, and and we pitch like that. We're going to win a lot of ball games here in the second half. Last thing for you, Owen, uh, a guy that doesn't get a lot of the accolades, but he has really pitched his tail off all season. Hobie Milner comes in and goes five up and five down with four strikeouts. I mean, he has just been amazing in this first half. Oh, he's unbelievable. I mean, watch. I, I'll tell you what. I, I wouldn't want to face him. I'm glad he's on my team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when he comes in, I mean, you just know that. It, you can just tell guys don't see the ball well off him, and he, he mixes speeds and he throws strikes. So 
it's like that's a that's a kind of a pitcher's dream right there. I mean, um, it's fun to watch him, and um, yeah, I mean he can keep doing that. And you know, when when any team's got good lefties that are coming up to the plate, you know, we'll just bring in Milner and uh, <laughs> he'll shut that down. It's a lot of legs and elbows coming at you. Yeah, seriously. Owen, thanks so much for the time. Congrats on the win. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You got it. That is Owen Miller joining us. That was a fun day for him. He is our pick for Who's Hot. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider, and don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Well, we heard from Owen. Let's hear from the skipper up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings, brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Continuing on here, Brewers win 7-3 tonight. Highlights will be coming up next. But first, got to hear from Craig Council. Gets game one out of the way of six in a row with the Cincinnati Reds. Corbin Burns was solid. The offense was really good. Not great, really good. Here's what Craig had to say about tonight's victory. I mean, we just, we had a good night swinging the bat against him. Um, just did a nice job and... Um, you know, I think anytime, you know, he's had a lot of success so far in this league um, in, in, this, in his six starts. And anytime you hit a bunch of balls hard against the pitcher, uh, they're going to, you know, kind of start thinking, oh, I got to do something different and, and change something up. And that's that's what you try to do. You try to, you know, you're on the offense. And, and I thought we did a nice job just being offensive right away and, and um, you know, kind of putting him in a mode that he hasn't been in really since he's been in the big leagues. Coming up, um, off that Cubs series, and they got two runs in the fifth. How big was it to come back right away in the bottom half and answer those two runs? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like runs, man. We'll take runs every time. Uh, we left a couple out there tonight, unfortunately. We made a great offensive night, except till when we got a man on third base, and then we kind of slowed down. But it was a good offensive night. We we swung the bats well and um, produced a lot of pressure. We left some run- we left some runners out there, unfortunately, but a good offensive night. That's going, you know, that's the last week has been a lot of nights like that. Is that yeah. Something? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm going to be a broken record, but it means a lot of guys are doing good stuff. Um, Owen had a really nice night tonight. Williams swung the bat really well. Obviously, Yelly's had some big at bats over the over the homestand um, and over the over the road trip. So, um, Blake Perkins did a nice job tonight. Victor continues to, to be a real a good offensive player. So um, Joey had a big hit. So, you know, that's – we got it. Willie. I didn't even mention Willie. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of guys. I think that's about as cutter-heavy a night as Corbin has had tonight. Um, to be able to do what he did against a really good offense in the Reds, how, you know, how impressed were you with his, his outing? Yeah, I mean, he, he pitched really well. He was really crisp. Um, you know, the first three innings were, were super crisp. Um, and I, th- I thought he just, I thought he pitched well. I mean, he, he was on the edges. I thought there was a bunch of pitches that, you know, just right off the edges even. So um, just a lot of executed pitches tonight. Greg, what about Hobie? Um, and obviously tonight was a great night, but now it's nine out of 15 yeah. for him in this stretch. How durable and consistent he's been. Yeah, I mean, you know, the tonight's, you know, and, it's five up and five down, you know, it's, it's five, you get five hitters and he gets them all out. Um, I mean, that a relief appearances like that change games. Um, so he's, he's been locked in. He had a little phase, you know, stretch like in kind of, 
mid-April or late April, and then he got locked back in, and he, he's been really, really good. Um, and he's having a really, really valuable season. Craig, when you think about Corbin's first half as a whole, what do you think? He set such a high standard for a couple of years. Do you think that he's um, – do you think he goes into the break satisfied, dissatisfied, somewhere in the middle? Well, I mean, I think he goes into the break knowing he's got – you know, whatever, 15 or 13 big starts left. That's it. It's not. I don't think it's time to look backwards. It's time to look forward. Craig, with this stretch of games here against Cincinnati, how big was it just to get this first one and kind of start that? I know it's a point game, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, you take them kind of one at a time, and, um, you know, we, we got – it's it's – I'm, I'm looking at it at three games. I'm not looking at it at six. I'm looking at it at three and then forget about baseball for a couple of days. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we got two big ones left. Um, it's good to win the first game of a series um, against a team that's playing really well. We're all looking forward to taking a few days to not think about baseball coming up Monday through Thursday. Let's get to some highlights. That's coming up next. Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this time for tonight highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. This one got off to a rocking start in American Family Field, the first of three to close the first half with the Reds. Right off the bat, it was a doubles party. Lead it with one out, William Contreras, then Willie Adamas followed. Here it is. Hit to center and deep. Way back. Get up at the wall. And it's off the wall. That made it one to nothing as called by Bob Uecker. And then the next batter, just five pitches later, Owen Miller. And the pitch. Hit in the air to left center and deep. Way back. Get up on the wall. It is off the wall. Willie Adelis around third. He's going to score. Two nothing Brewers against Andrew Abbott right off the bat. On the other side, Corbin Burns started this game once again strong with nine up and nine down. In the bottom of the second, the golden retriever, as they call him in the uh, clubhouse, Joey Weimer, loves to hit against left. Here it is. Hit to left center. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Joey Weimer. The rookie has been having a great season. Now, in the fifth inning, Joey Votto was the only blip on the radar for Corbin Burns hitting a two-run homer. The Brewers quickly got those two runs back in the bottom of the fifth inning. Now the pitch. Willie to left and deep. Get up. Get out of here. It is gone for Willie Adamas. He takes the team lead with his 14th of the season. That made it 6-2 Brewers through five. Then another opportunity. They had a lot of opportunities tonight with runners in scoring position. In the seventh inning, Victor Caratini coming up with runners on first and second and one out. Pitch. Line drive left center field. That's down a base hit. One run scores. The Brewers add one more to make it 7-2. Jeff Levering's call there. However, the ninth was a little shaky for the Brewers' bullpen. Before, though, Hobie Milner faced five batters, struck out four of them. Tyson Miller walked two and allowed a double in the ninth. He was pulled. Devin Williams came in to clean things up. One and two and the pitch. Here it comes. Hey, struck it out. Swinging. And this one is over. The Brewers win it. They improved to 48 and 41. 
The Reds are now 49-40. and 40. One game separating the two with two games left in the first half. We'll wrap up the program coming up after this on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I've got about a minute left here on the program. Want to remind you to tune in tomorrow, a 310 first pitch here in Milwaukee. I will be on the air at 2 with Brewers warm-up, leading you into network coverage. We're taking over at 2.35. Going to break down Corbin a little bit deeper into what worked, what didn't work today, and why the cutter was so effective in today's start. It'll be Colin Ray getting the ball tomorrow. He'll be going up against Luke Weaver, who has not had a pretty season. Uh, 69 innings this year. He's got a 6.72 ERA and 14 starts. Was Ray has given the Brewers a chance to win every single game. So again, a 3-10 first pitch here at the ballpark. Hope to see you out here. Then on Sunday, 1-10 to close out the first half. Coverage will begin at 12.35 on Sunday. Uh, the Brewers got the victory. That's all that matters. We can nitpick about runners in scoring position and performances with men on, but at the end of the day, they got the W. And that's, quite frankly, all that really matters these days. Uh, my thanks to Craig Kishan, as always, for joining us on the program, and to our, Isaac Marquat, our producer. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.